Welcome to the Well Factor with Taisha, which stands for Women of Wholeness. Here is where we discuss about spiritual and personal development. We talk about moving past toxic and unhealthy and unbalanced relationships. We talk about being stuck in our walk in life. We talk about the bondages that is over our life that keep us from being free. And how do we do that? We need no pebbles unturned. We talk about any and everything that has to do with practical and spiritual concept so that you can live the purpose and free life like God intended you to do. And we do that by discovering and recovering so that we can soar. So let's bring me to the topic today, which is get unstuck, get plugged into your destiny. I'm going to say it one more time. Get unstuck, get plugged into your destiny. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you found yourself like, you know what? Is more to life out there and I just don't know what it is. Maybe you're like, you know what? I tried that. It didn't work. So I'm just going to throw in a towel. Or maybe you have all these wonderful creative ideas, but fear is holding you back from actually executing what it is that is inside of you. Fear is the number one thing that holds us back, which is our enemy when it comes to us embarking upon new territory when it comes to our lives. So we're going to try to get to the bottom of that, not try, I'll take that back. We're going to get to the bottom of that so that you can be unstuck, that you can conquer your fear so that you can be able to move forward boldly and courageously in what it is that God had placed inside of you. So I'm going to use these three women because I thought it was awesome to use them because the characteristics of these women I am going to talk about and we're going to see which one do you fall in. And I need you to be true and honest to yourself. Now we're coming from the book of Ruth and all of y'all who know about Ruth, I don't want you to be like, oh, we talking about Boaz. Nope. Drop it. We're not talking about seeking and finding no husband. I want you to really stay focused on what it is that I'm going to be talking to you about as far as the characteristics, ladies, the characteristics of these women. Now, I give you a little backdrop about these women, how they came about for those who may not know the story. In the book of Ruth, Naomi, who is the wife of um, Elimelech, and they lived in the city of Bethlehem. And during that time, they and while they were living there, um, Elimelech and Naomi and their two sons, famine had hit the city and it was hard to grow crop, wasn't no money coming in, it was rough. So the husband was like, hey, we're going to go over to the country of Moab, it's plentiful over there, they have jobs, they have crops, we're getting up out of here, we're not going to deal with this. And probably, you know, rightfully so, you know, he's like, hey, I want my family not to struggle. So when they moved over here to the country of Moab, not too long after the husband passed away, the two sons, they end up taking wives over in the country of Moab, which is Orpah and Ruth. They were the wives of Naomi's two sons. Now, not too long after that, the sons passed away. Now here you have Naomi 
And I'm gonna let you know, Naomi, she was a woman after God's heart. She know she she followed the Lord. She believed in him. She know the hand of God. Her strength, her faith was strong. Even her sons, they knew about God. It was a family who knew God, who knew God's word, and they was grounded on there. Now the city of Moab, well, the country of Moab, it was known to be a country that worshiped false gods and even though it was plentiful and it was fruitful over there, it wasn't a good place to be, especially when we're talking about people who are believer in God, who trust God, who read his word that goes by his word. And now they are in, they are foreigners in a city that is heathen like. Now these two ladies, Orpah and Ruth, they were living under the household of um, Naomi and her sons. And so Eventually, of course, they begin to learn and understand the language of their God and actually seeing and witnessing how God operate in their life. And so they begin to start worshiping the Lord and not worshiping the false gods that they were known to do where they was raised up to do. So follow me here. And so now the death had hit the home. The husband and the two sons, they are gone. And so now Naomi, she's saying, hey, she's bitter, but I'm getting ready to go back to where I know. I'm going back to my roots. I'm going back to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. So we have these three women. We have Orpah, we have Ruth, and we have Naomi. And so on their way, traveling, because the 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 daughters-in-laws they said okay I'm going to follow you and I'm going to go with you back into your hometown where your God and your people are so on their way halfway there Naomi say hey you know what I'm not going to do this I'm not going to have you go with me to an unknown city go back to your mothers go back to your gods now they're thinking, okay, I'm on. I'm thinking about Ruth and Orpah. Here we go to a city that I don't even know. Um, last I heard, they wasn't doing so good over here. But I got my mother-in-law over here, but I want to support her. But now she's presented the opportunity to say, hey, you don't need to go with me. You can go back to your hometown. So Orpah, she didn't even think twice. She like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to cut the ties and I'm going to go back to what I know. So you have Orpah, the woman who rejected her chance. And then you have Ruth. She said, no, 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 no. She said, I'm not going. Your God will be my God. Your peoples will be my peoples. I'm, I'm going with you. And Naomi tried to tell her, no, go back. She said, no, I'm not doing it. This is where I'm going. And so now you have Ruth, the woman who rose from obscurity to riches. Obscurity means unknown, inconspicuous, or un- unimportant. She followed Naomi. And now you have Naomi, who done lost her husband. She done lost her two children. Now this is the woman who tasted the cup of bitterness. But even though she had actually dealt and had to go through such hardship, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. She still never wavered her faith on God. 
She was still going back to where her where, where her people were, where they worship, where they believe, although she was heavy and she was feeling this and she was feeling like, hey, if I never had left the city and I would just had dealt with the hardship that was going on at that time. But I turned my back. She followed her husband because she really didn't want to go, but she followed her husband. And now for the fact of me being disobedient, I left. And now this is what happened with my disobedience. But I'm going back. I'm going back to my God. I'm going back to where my people is. I'm going back because I'm still trusting him, even though I am hurt. And now you have Ruth. She said, you know what? I seen what my people was about. I I know what that lifestyle was about. And although my husband is gone, I've learned that it is a better way. So this is where I'm going. Are you kind of lost? Let me break it down. I always like to use myself for an example. When I first moved to, I've been here in Georgia for seven years. When I was going through my divorce and I was going through being laid off and I was going through uh, uh, financial issues, I said, Lord, where is it that you want me to go? Where, where is it that you want me to be? Because right here, I cannot be here. It has to be more. And I heard the Lord tell me to go south. And I'm like, go south, go south. But after much meditation and and much focusing on God and much fasting, he showed me where to go. Now, I'm going to Georgia. No job, just whatever money I have in my savings and no place to go. Lord, what am I doing? But this is where he wanted me to go. So I picked up. I packed all my things. I came to Georgia. I stayed in a hotel for about two weeks. The Lord led me to a place. I got my first apartment. Now I don't have a car. I had to give my car away because now I can't afford the payments. Lord, what is it that you want me to do? How I know it was him because I was able to get an apartment without a job. I had to give back my car, but it was people who didn't know me, but they see me here with three children who would loan me their car. Now, who do you know let you loan loan you their car? People may let you have sugar, excuse me, or 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 bar their vacuum cleaner, but no one is going to give you the car, but that was God's mercy and his grace and his favor and letting me know he was with me and then I came across a neighbor who moved in not too long after me who spoke life who let me know that whatever it is that I was dealing with God had a plan for me and she spoke it into my life and I focused on God And the plan that God had for me was for me to motivate women such as yourself to let you know that you have a purpose. God has a plan for your life. But I had to trust. I had to believe. And I had to be bold and courageous and move when God told me to move. Now, what I'm trying to say is that although Naomi, she left her city. And she went against what God wanted her to do. He still turned it around for her good and for Ruth. Because if you read a little further, Ruth and Boaz, their child was the lineage of Jesus Christ. 
Their child was the grandfather of King David. So even though we may make mistakes, God was still turning around for his glory and our benefit. Okay, well, where are you going with this? Because I still don't understand how that has to do about us being stuck. Orpah had a way to go out. She had a way so she can be able to serve God, be in the face of God, and be in another place where her living was pure and holy. And God would have a plan for her. But because it didn't look the way she thought it should look, she said, okay, I'm going to go back to what I know. After that, you didn't hear too much about her. Me, I had to leave where I was at because if I would have stayed, I would have continued to be straddling the fence. I had to trust God where God was taking me. Even though I had dealt with some hardship, I still knew better not to curse God. I had to move past my fear. So I'm telling you, despite what it may look like, even if it's hard time or even if it's looking good, you have to be centered with God so you can understand and know where it is that he wants you to go. That's your first step of getting unstuck. I'll be back after this message, after this break. I'm sorry. We have our guest speaker coming on. Her name is Minister Nakia Calhoun, and she's going to speak to us about getting unstuck and getting plugged. I'll be back after this. Welcome back to The Wild Factor with Taisha. And today we have our special guest here with us today. We have Minister Nakia Kahoon. Minister Nakia. God bless you. God bless you, woman of God. I'm excited about this topic tonight. So I'm truly excited to be a part of this mighty movement. Amen. Amen. And I and we are honored to have you here on tonight. Um, Today we are talking about getting unstuck and getting plugged into your destiny. And um, just to brief you up, uh, Minister Nakia, um, we were talking about, I referenced that with um, Naomi, I am Ruth and Orpah. And I was speaking to the listeners about how one was stuck because she chose to go back to her way of living. And we had one who was brave, even though she was stepping and going to unknown territory because of her mother-in-law, Naomi, and her obedience and how she loved the Lord, that that encouraged her to move forward because the move and the hand, the move, the hand, I'm sorry, of God that she has seen and witnessed as her being the daughter-in-law of Naomi. And Naomi, even though she was dealt a hand, a cup, should I say, of bitterness, she continued to move forward and still her faith was unwavered when it came to God. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That is a powerful topic. And definitely Naomi was a, a perfect example of a woman of God that followed God beyond her calamity, beyond her situation, all that was lost. And it was amazing how Ruth said, I will follow you where you go and to follow your God. And so that caused her to understand how to operate in faith and to trust God in the journey. 
Amen. 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 And and that exactly, Minister Nakia, you are just piggybacking exactly on what I was speaking to the listeners about. They have to come from fear to moving to being courageous and trusting in the Lord. But before we get even deeper with that, I just want to formally introduce you to the listeners. Um, as I once say, her name is Minister Nakia Calhoun. She is the senior leader at Activation City Church in Mobile, Alabama. So we are glad, we are honored, we are delighted. I know I am, and I know that you will be <laughs> at the end of this to have her on here to share sir, um, some wisdom and some jewels and definitely give us a founding, grounded word of God so we can move forward. And at the end of this, of course, as we always do, she will let us know more about how to contact her at the end of this. So moving forward, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Minister Calhoun. The first question that I would love to ask for you can be able to share with our listeners for them getting unstuck and getting plugged in so they can move into their destiny. Now, we know one of our number one setbacks is fear. Fear mm -hmm. stagnates us in everything that we try to do that's out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. How can we or how can you what can you do and share with the listeners on how they can conquer their fears so that they can begin? Minister Nakia, I'm not quite sure what took place, but I'm going to tell you, every time God's word is getting ready to go forth, these lines try to act up, but we're going to get this word out today. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. So I'm just going to go back over the question. Um, the question that I was asking you is, what can we share with our, our listeners? Because we know that fear is the number one setback when it comes to us moving um, to another dimension or to unknown territory when it comes into our life. How can we conquer our fears so we can begin to walk into um, our destiny or purpose? That is an awesome question. Um, just by experience and understanding how fear could um, set so deep in you um, when you're going into new territory, one of the first things that I had to do myself um, was in order to conquer your fear, you must first find out where the deception originated. Because we know fear is like a deception. It deceives you in thinking yes. that you can accomplish, you cannot go where you need to go in God and also renewing your mind with the word of God. The Bible tells us that, that be, be ye not transformed, um, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so we have to continue to renew our minds and to remove that fear and first dealing with the anxieties that got us there so that we're not afraid to move beyond the new territory. Amen. Amen. And you know what? I, I can definitely understand and relate to that, um, Minister Calhoun, because I know when the beginning of me starting this anchor podcast, um, I had to conquer my fear. You know, yes. although I done preached a few times, I done had different workshops and I and I was speaking, but it was the unknown territory that I was embarking upon. And yes. because it was unknown, the frightening of worrying about what people will say, if, you know, the if, if anybody would actually take the time of listening to it. And with me saying that, that would definitely lead up to, I think, in this day and time, a lot of people, because everything is just social media and tech savvy, they place their value and importance on the acceptance of other people when God is asking them to move forward in another direction or to go 
and or go higher in what it is that they are already operating in. Yes, 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 yes. That is that is so true. That's good. Amen. Amen. And so you know, it got it gets to the point where you have to unplug from social media and actually yes. get plugged into the one who created all things. I, I know that for myself because even before this podcast, I was doing um a little clippings of videos, and because that I wasn't getting the response and the feedback from the people, I just went on ahead and just aborted the mission. And what we don't want the listeners to do is to abort the assignment that is on their life. Yes, most definitely not. That reminded me of a scripture that as you're saying that um, Psalms 139 and 23, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts that we don't get so anxious and we pull back and abort what God is calling us to do because we'll wait on people to, to stamp an approval of if this is okay or if they're liking it or not. And, and we deal with that, especially when it comes to social media. If anyone is seeing it, if anyone is viewing it, how many people are responding to it. But all God wants us to do is obey, obey what he has given us and carry out the assignment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I encourage y'all to get like me. I don't even look at the numbers no more. I go on here Come and on. I put it out there and whoever gets it is going to get it because what you have to understand, God has certain people that is designed and is assigned to your life assignment. And so with you carrying what it is that's inside of you that God wants to use, I do know for sure. And uh, Minister Calhoun, if you can just uh, uh, just listen to me on this one and see and let me know if you agree with it. I do know for sure if you do not operate and what it is that God is um, commanding for you to do, he will give it to somebody else. Oh, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Before you know it, just even if there's a word that you should have released, you and I've experienced this, somebody else, he'll give it to somebody else to release it because you refuse to obey what he told you to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, and and so and also with whatever it is that God is calling you to do. I say maximize your craft. I, that is my mm -hmm. word. Maximize your craft. Um, yes. Study what it is that you need to uh, study in regards to whatever it is that God is calling you to do. Um, watch. Uh, they got plenty of YouTube and self-training. And even if you need to sign up for classes for you to um, actually grow in your skill because the thing about this is once you identify what it is your gift and your talent you have to work hard towards it a lot of people just think that everything is just going to fall into their lap but you have to work hard that's true that's true i always say that you're your first self-investment you're the first support so you definitely have to uh do like you say go on youtube or research um, the craft that you're in, you know, so that you're able to be a, you know, a step above and ahead and understand what you're getting into. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I mean, because even with me um, speaking right now, I have learned instead of making these long drawn out notes, if, if God had called you to do empowerment speaking or motivational speaking, I know that, um, 
I had to learn not, and even with preaching, when, when it came to me preaching, all three different things, y'all, I want y'all to understand that they're all three different things. Instead of me trying to go on um, a detailed note to make outlines and guidelines, and I'm just using this ever as a reference. Maybe that's not what God had called you to do, but you, you know, you definitely want to use the outlines and just go off because if it's a gift that God has gave and given to you, it will begin to flow smoothly, especially if you allow God to be the the head of what you're doing. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. Seek out research. Make sure that you understand that which uh, you have been created to do so that you do it with excellence. Amen. I do agree with that. Well, I tell you what, we have to take a break right now. We'll be right back with Minister Nakia Calhoun. If you did not get your pen and your paper um, yet, I suggest you do so. If you did not tell someone to come on to this podcast, I suggest that you do so too. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Wild Factor with Taisha, where today's topic is get unstuck and get plugged into your destiny. Today, we have our guest speaker with us today, Minister Nakia Calhoun from Activation City Church. Minister Nakia. God bless. I'm excited to be back. We had a powerful discussion earlier, so I'm still ready. I'm excited. Amen. Minister Nakia, if you weren't on um, earlier, we were talking about conquering our fears, which would be the number one setback when we are moving forward, when we are picking up or we are starting on something that's inside of us that God had given us. And she gave us some wonderful information on how to conquer that. If you missed it, I suggest that you go back later and listen to the recording. It was awesome. Well, Minister Nakia, um, I, I just can't wait for you to answer this next question. Um, the next question that I have to ask you is what will you say to our listeners if they are starting something new or picking back up um, from something um, that may have been devastating or let's just say they're picking back up from a bad relationship because we know some when we're in, when we're in, in toxic and unhealthy, unbalanced relationship, it kind of pulls us away. Not kind of, I'm going to take that back. It totally pulls us away right. from what it is right. that right. we're supposed to be doing. Um, even when it comes to career choices or ministry, what would you say to those that they're starting over or trying to pick back up? I would say to those that are starting over or picking back up and starting afresh is that first, let the Lord completely order your steps. Um, and, and how you do that is making sure that you listen to him, spending time in prayer, um, making sure you're getting instructions, communicating that your steps are completely ordered this time so that you won't make the same mistake or whatever you may have encountered the last time, because it's so important that you don't go back to those last toxic places and open up doors that you thought were once closed and then it opens up a place in your heart and you set yourself back again. And then I would also say, don't be afraid to step into the unknown and live again. Sometimes we don't know how to live again. Once we've experienced something very traumatic, we're still holding ourselves or putting ourselves in a cave in isolation 
away from people, away uh, around from those that may have been in, in that situation when God is giving us the opportunity to start a fresh, start a new, being able to help maybe help someone else out that they've been in the same situation that you've been in and to also have a continual reliance on God. The word says that we lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, we acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. So if we're not leaning on our own understanding about situations and learning to love through it all and learning to live again and learning to put those old things aside and just truly heal, allow God to yeah. really heal our hearts of any unforgiveness, of any bitterness or any rejection and finding out where the true issue really came from. Because sometimes we'll find out what we experience in the now may have started in childhood. So there's some things that we have to deal with so that we can take those major steps and move on. But live again, learn to trust again, and be reliant on God. Amen. Amen. That, that was really good. But, you know, I also have learned, and this is from my own experience, I always tell the listeners, I never... Um, really speak on nothing that I have not experienced because I want right. to make sure whatever information that I'm giving to the people is that I have experienced experienced it and once I conquered it I've been healed or delivered I thank God that I'm able to share you know oftentimes when we get excited if we you know we get a vision or we may see something that we see someone else do it and we say oh well you know what I can do that too it is true that a lot of people are doing things or starting a business or starting a ministry that is not what they were called to do. Right, right. And so in turn, when it does not happen, they get frustrated and they get angry. So I think the very important thing is once again, and, um, and, and I believe this is what you said, they need to um, talk to the Lord. They need to get good directions and guidance on what it is for them to do because what you don't want to do is invest so much of yourself your time and your money in the lane that you are not supposed to be on exactly exactly just even with me and my husband in ministry um if we have moved to a new location that god has told us that we're going to a new location we seek out you know direction we want to have clarity in what we're supposed to do because he's going to give us the blueprints. He's going to give us the design of how everything should be. And so if we go off outside of what he's given us, then of course it's not going to go the way that it's planned because we're planning it. But when God directs and order our steps and he gives us yes. the plan and what we're supposed to be doing, that we're walking in the way that he is telling us to go, then everything it may not always go smoothly, but you have to trust God in the process. Amen. Amen. And I and I and I agree with that totally. And also with walking it out, I, I have to throw this in here. And now I'm gonna reference this with Ruth. I love the way she connected with someone of substance. Yeah. Okay. Even though she was from the same hometown and brought up with the same belief system as Oprah. Okay, Um, but she connected. She was able to say, you know what? That is not the way I want to go back and live and do because I already know the results and what that does not produce. Okay, but being over here, I experienced, I saw, and even though it's some hardship that we have experienced together, 
I see what God can do. I experienced him, even though the Bible may not get into detail. You cannot tell me of being in a household with that kind of faith and that kind of belief system and what they had practiced and what they may have seen the hand of God moved inside their family. She's still connected to someone. So I encourage y'all to, when you are connect, be very prayerful about who you connect with on this yes. journey. Yes. Yes. You most definitely have to um, be wise in that. And you definitely have to seek the Lord in reference with that too, because you don't want to connect with the wrong individual that, um, that may not be the voice in where you're going. And you can abort even, even in that way because you're connected to the wrong individual and you'll still miss the move of God. So we don't, we definitely don't want to connect with the wrong individual. We need to be connected with someone of substance of knowledge um, that is seasoned. Um, I definitely, I call it, you know, a spiritual veteran, someone that's a veteran at this. And I look at Naomi, she was a veteran in this. She, not, yes. she understood her walk in God. And that's who you need to be connected to. Someone that's going to push you. Someone that's not going to allow you to give up. Someone that's going to help you go forward in the movement. Amen. And amen. And someone who's going to, like you said, lift you up in prayer and, and seek God's face for you as well. Because I'm, I'm at the stage and a point in my life, I don't want no cheerleaders. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't need cheerleaders. Yes. I need prayer warriors in my life because this thing is serious here. Okay, yes. we are at the time and I love it as I am seeing all the women and I'm not going to place it on a color or a culture thing. That's I see right. women rising up. I see women rising up and they are doing the thing and I am so proud of them. And so I would like to see more people rise up. You know, as I was doing my studying today, I was in the book of Acts and, you know, I read about um, Tabitha and she was the one who served the, uh, uh, the, the poor and she made clothes and garments yes. and stuff for her. Yes. And see, a lot of them, a lot of people, they don't want to go in the trenches. You know, they think, oh, everything has to be uh, on a higher scale, that we have to be on the big platform. Maybe that's not what God had called you to do. Some people have to go low. I mean, come on, Jesus Christ, if he came and he was born in a major, what makes you think that you can't go low? Yes, yes. And that's, you have to be willing to, to, uh, to meet the people right where they are. You have to be able to um, touch the lives and not feel as if you're so high and mighty and beyond anyone else. We're not to exalt ourselves, but we are to come in the love and come in, in love and in the name of Jesus to help someone else. But yes, we definitely need to get into the trenches. That's what it's about going to those low places. People don't want to do that, but we have to in order to pull someone out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I seen a meme a long time ago and y'all may have seen it too. And it said, I greet the janitor just like how I um, greet the CEO. That means no one is bigger than another. You know, everybody right. has a place in this world to serve. We were all made and created to serve humanity. Agree with that wholeheartedly, some way, some form. So don't be upset if that was your call, if that was what your purpose is to serve the hungry, you know, or to go out and pull in the, the ones that's uh, addicted to drugs. I'm just picking cherries out of the tree here, but it can equate to anything, whatever it is that God had called you to, to, to do. 
but don't despise it. That that is correct. Don't despise it. I, I don't care what five or six in the office or if we're a deacon, if we're a missionary, we're all called to evangelize in some form. I, I pray that it helps someone. We're all called to touch someone's life. So we have to be willing to be transparent in order to do that. So there's no great rank uh, that we try to put things in that we cannot minister to someone else outside of these four walls. Amen. Amen. Well, you know what? This is a good um, topic of discussion. We then came to the point where we have to take a break again, but we will be back. We have our guest speaker, Minister Nakia Calhoun. You do not want to miss this. We have to take a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Wild Factor with Taisha, which stands for Women of Wholeness. Our topic of discussion for today is get unstuck and get plugged to the number one plug. Get plugged into your destiny. Oh, my God. This was such an awesome discussion that we have been having with um, Minister Nakia Calhoun. She's our special guest for today. She's from Activation City Church. Minister Nakia. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we went to break, all I could think about, and I, Lord knows I'm telling my age now, but, I, you know, all I could think about is in my day is when I used to watch Popeye. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and Pluto, I think that was his name, Pluto or Bruto, and he used to taunt and mess with Popeye and always trying to take his woman and all that. But it was when Popeye... And his spinach is when he got his strength. So, yes. but before he did that, before he ate his spinach, he would slap his knee and he said, that's all I can stand and I can't stand no more. I need everybody yes. to be in that mindset. This is all I can stand and I can't stand no more to get wow. yourself unstuck and get plugged. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. And of course, your spinach is the word, my God. Thank wow. you. <laughs> wow. You know what, Minister Nakia? I'm going to let you seal the box with this one. It's my question that I have for you, for the listeners, is once fear is conquered and their minds are is focused, how does one successfully successfully begin to walk it out? After you've conquered fear, that lets me know that you have actually um, be, began to start, you know, to stand on, stand firm in God's word and living life out of God's spirit, meaning that you're allowing him to take full control of your life and removing those anxieties. You're now able to, to walk above water now. You're no longer sinking. You're no longer allowing those things that pulled you back and drawn you back to keep you in a place of isolation. And so to continue to walk it out, you're going to have to stand firm in God's word and live life out of God's spirit. There's no other way. There's no other way because he's the one that's going to keep you connected. He's going to keep you connected 
to who you are in your identity, your full yes. purpose, where your destiny is, and how you're going to conquer the next assignment without moving too quickly. Because we could get caught up and say, okay, I'm walking now, I'm walking now, but then there's, there may be a little, you know, you may begin to kind of feel a little bit, but he'll say, no, look above. I need you to look straight at me. Look up to the hills, which comes yes. your help. Your help comes from the Lord. And so once we begin to stand firm on God's word and taking him at his word and receiving it, applying it to our life, then we can fully continue to walk this thing out. Amen. Amen. And you know what? I was listening to you and you said, you know, to get out of isolation. I know oftentimes when we get um, beaten up by society or just by people's words or our mistakes and, you know, we, we kind of go into hiding. And, you know, and I understand about licking your wounds, um, but... Yes. I was always taught that, and I'm not calling us a dog, but please understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about the importance of the tongue. And they said that the tongue, um, a dog's tongue has healing. And they always said that if you allow a dog to lick your wounds, that your wounds will heal quicker. I don't know if anyone ever heard about that, heard that saying before. But what I am saying to you is your tongue has power. Yes. What you speak over your life, it shall be so. You definitely want to line up to the will of God, but God said that you can speak to that mountain and say, mountain be moved and it should be so. Yes. What is the mountains that is in your life that is blocking you from seeing your, your, your full view on what it is that you are supposed to be doing? I wake up every morning and I say, good morning, business mogul. I don't have seven to eight business, but I believe it to be so. I say, thank you for having me on this radio um, show today. I haven't been on a radio show of someone else, but I speak it. Thank you for inviting me to this talk show today. I don't know what it is that you need to do to speak it into your life. But I just think that that is just something that people begin to learn how to use the power of their tongue, Minister Nakia. Yes, most definitely, because we create our day with words. Um, it, it, even according to Hebrews 11 and 3, it talks about the creation, how earth was formed by the spoken word of God, that it was formed by spirit. And if we know how powerful the manifestation um, is of his word, we'll begin to speak those things. Even in that scripture that you gave, it said, say, he, it told it, but he said it three times, actually, if I'm not mistaken, to speak yes. to that mountain, to say, speak to it so that it can be removed. It didn't tell us to pray. It didn't tell us to say anything else outside of that, that we have the authority by the word of God and we'll see the manifestation. And that lets us know that the power we carry. So we have the choice to either speak life or death. And what are you going to speak today? Are you going to speak life? Are you going to use the word of God to carry out the manifestation over your life to speak what you know that you're going to hear from him and you're going to declare those words? The Bible also said, decree a thing and it shall prosper. It shall yeah. be established. So what you decree is being established and settled here on earth by the word of God. By the word of God. And you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong no. with that. And also in Habakkuk, is it three and three? 
Oh gosh, I'm getting my scriptures. Write the vision <laughs> and make it plain. Make it plain. <laughs> write the vision. So I encourage you, whatever it is, write it down. Write it down. He said, write the vision and make it plain. I have a big red notebook that I have been writing in for seven years now. And yes, slowly in timing, in God's timing, I am beginning to see those things come to pass. But also I have been praying to ask God to prepare me for the things that I have been praying for. Yes. Yes, most definitely. You definitely have to do that. So because you could be putting yourself in something that could overwhelm you. And that's not the plan that God has for you. Amen. And and I believe Minister Nakia is a reason why a lot of us throw in the towel because yes. we're not prepared. Because God will put it. You be like, oh, my God, I pray for this, but it's here. Oh, my God. And, and we're not prepared. And, and, and yes. so we just feel defeated by it. And we just give up. Yes, yes, that is so true. I remember something so powerful that I remember the the Lord, I was sitting at my desk and the Lord um, told me, he said, daughter, he said so many times we ourselves as the body of believers that we base timing off chronos. We base time Mm -hmm. off chronos, meaning that we're looking at our schedules. We know that that time is set. We know that it's set according to Um, according to our own timing, according to what we see. But he said, daughter, I need you to move in Kairos. There's a Kairos time. It's appointed. So everything that he does, there is an appointed time. So he said, get out of Kronos. Kronos is keeping you there because you're looking at it and want it to be at an expected time you think it should be. But Kairos is my eternal time. It's appointed. It's destined. It cannot be changed. But if you go by Kronos, it might change. Your lunch break might change. Something may happen. But with appointed timing, I am still guaranteed to do what I said I'm going to do. Yes. Appointed timing. Jesus. Appointed timing. And I don't think that people really understand the significance and and the importance of appointed timing. Oh my, no, I'm telling you, even the Bible gives us the different seasons. So if we understand the different seasons of God and where he has us to be, uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just like, you just really pull something in because it's just like so much, so many times we're trying to accommodate things according to our own capability, our own way of resource, our own way of doing things. But God has a season. He has something already set up. So you may be in a season where it's summer, everything is blossoming, everything is prospering, everything is going forth according to those seeds that you have already put in the ground. But then there's a time when you got to put those seeds in. You got to water. You got to do all of that. Come on, you've got to see all of this in order to see the manifestations of God. There's something that has to be watered. So you're putting your seeds in, you're watering. Look, there was a time that I, me and my husband at our first home, we were, I I wanted flowers. I wanted these beautiful colorful flowers in my front yard. And so I went to the place to get the seeds to put in the ground so that we could put them in the proper timing. And the young lady told me, this is what you got to do. Make sure you don't start doing this until this month. But look, I forgot, and we did it outside of that month. But let me tell you how awesome God is. He said, even you did not plant the seed. You didn't see them grow like they were supposed to grow, but they grew out of season. 
They grew Ooh. out of season. They grew My. out of season. So he said, My. even though you did not follow the instructions according to what that lady said, it's still my appointed time. It's still yes. what I wanted to happen. So you have to steal water. You still have to plant. And I will bring the increase. And we have to understand. Minister Nakia, I told you every time that word tried to go forth real good, something shaky happened on this line. <laughs> but the water and increase. <laughs> yes. Yes. The water and increase, even though it was not at the time that the young lady told us to do it, it was outside of the season. He said, it's not based upon your own capability and where you think it should be planted. He said, because it is me, my point in time, that's yes. why you're seeing those seeds grow and blossom now. It was outside of the season. And that thing blew my mind because so many times we're trying to make things work and our yes. time and we're sowing and we're not seeing it. But he said, water it, plant, you're going to see the increase, but it's not until I bring it. And not until I bring it. And can I tell you, that is when you really get it to enjoy the beauty of yes. what it is that God brings, the manifestation in your yes. life. Yes. You will see the beauty. I think we all can relate about us stepping out into something that was not our time to do. Rather, yes. it's purchasing a car and God said, no, don't purchase that car. Yes. And then Later, you got your car repo, rather him telling you, no, this is not the time to buy that house, but you bought that house anyway, and now you're working five jobs and you don't even sleep in your house because you're trying to pay the mortgage, yes. you know? Yes. <laughs> but maybe it's that job and you wanted it because you wanted the title, you wanted the benefits, but now that job have you looking like a broke down Cadillac every time you leave yes. it from out there because they wear you out. Yes, yes, yes. About the importance of time. And that was good, Minister Nakia. That was really good. Mm, I'm trying to do it here. <laughs> good. Well, I am telling you, we are at the end of this segment. I am thoroughly enjoyed you, Minister Nakia. The, the information that you have shared, I believe it has helped and it will help everyone that tune into this podcast because you didn't have me make some good notes so I can oh go back goodness. to the wild factor at the end of this segment. But before we let you go, please let our listeners know how can they reach you? What is it else that you offer? Because I believe you do tax crediting. Am I, am I right about that? I have a, I have a, a lot of things um, that I do. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Listen, listen, y'all, y'all better pay attention to this multiple, multiple. <laughs> you got the floor, Minister Nakia. Let them know how they can reach out to you to book you if they want to have you come and speak at their church, at their um, conference or workshop in the business that um, you have. Yes, ma'am, most definitely. Want. You could definitely reach out to me on social media. I'm on Facebook as Nakia Calhoun. If you also want to connect to the ministry, our Facebook page is Activation City Church. Um, the things that I am the CEO of Apostolic Voice Magazine, which is an annual magazine. Our latest issue is the sixth issue with Ryan Lestrange on it. And then um, I am the owner of Ambassadors Financial Services, where we assist with accounting, tax preparation, financial planning, and also uh, credit restoration. And you can also look us up on Facebook as well regarding that. 
Amen. Now look at that, because I know there's a lot of us trying to get our credit together. A lot of us need <laughs> financial planning. I think I'm going to go on your calendar and book me a consultation, Minister, Na uh, Minister Nakia, because listen, I got a problem with spending. And I don't know Come how on, to let's stop. Talk. We go. We gonna have to sit down and talk and see what's going on. <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't care what it is. I just pick it up. Well, uh -oh. there y'all have it. <laughs> we have Minister Nakia Calhoun here from Activation City Church. We thoroughly enjoyed that. I know I thoroughly enjoyed you. Hopefully, we can have you back on here again soon. Yes, ma'am. I would love it. it. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to have to take a break, but I will be back with the wow factor for the evening. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the wow factor with Taisha, which stands for women of wholeness. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed this podcast this evening. Um, I just think it was just awesome. The three points that Minister Nakia Calhoun had shared with us. I really hope that you now can be able to, can, to transition from being stuck to from being stuck to unstuck so that you can walk it out and what it is that God has for you in your life. So just to kind of recap you have to be able to, to identify what the fear is that is keeping you from moving forward. Know that it's okay to start over. It's okay to refresh it. It's okay to move in unknown territory. Because if you're praying and you're seeking God's face and he's telling you to move forward, you cannot go wrong. Once you conquer your fear and you are focused, now you are able to walk it out. You're able to execute the plan despite whatever it may look like. Know that you're going to have some hiccups. Know you're going to have some times that you may say, hey, I don't know what it is that I'm doing. I am a firm believer and I know it for myself that God will place individuals, especially if you pray and ask God to give you discernment, to give you divine connections, even if it's to help birth that thing that God has inside of you. Being focused is the number one key. And you also have to conquer that fear. I know that may sound repetitive, but those two things hand in hand, because if you have fear, you're not focused. But if you focus, you're able to beat fear if you're focused on God and you're focused on his word and you're meditating on his word. You have the power to beat fear. You have the power to speak out into the atmosphere what it is that you want to manifest in your life. And also the key thing is all about timing. Don't try to force God's hand in anything. You'll be sorry if you do so. Learn how to wait on God. Get your plan in order. Write your vision down and start making the necessary steps that you need to take to get to the level that you're trying to reach. Once again, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this message today. If you want to know more about me, you can go on my website, which is www.llosglobal.org. 
You can email me if you would like to email me at www.leadingladies.global at gmail.com. Or you can follow me at I am a leading lady on Instagram and leading ladies of society on Facebook. I hope once again that you thoroughly enjoy and you were able to take something with you on this message and let it take root inside so that you can be able to manifest those visions that's inside of you. Until the next time, Shalom, shalom, shalom.